0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I love Jesus. How about you? Ooh, thank you. Thank you for the one person who loves Jesus besides me. Hallelujah. I'm just messing. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I tell you, um, I sense in my spirit there's going to be such an outpouring of his glory in our midst. I sense in my spirit that the gifts of the spirit are going to be turned up, so to speak. We understand that the spirit is always with us. In fact, he lives in us. As I was saying on on the way to church today, greater is he that is in me than he that is eternally defeated in this world. See, not only am I reminding myself of the fact I got the greater one living in me, I'm reminding myself of the fact that my arch enemy is eternally defeated. How many know that if you're faced with a a foe and you already know the outcome, kind of makes you throw back your shoulders and say, what up? Seriously. You know what I'm saying? I win. I'm not going to quit. You might knock me down 99 times. I'm going to get up every single time. Because see, on that 100th time, victory is mine I said victory is mine amen I tell you I tell you I tell you are y'all ready to see things you know there's going to be things happening and for a lot of folks it might even make take them aback I was just listening to and studying after some things I'm getting ready for my next uh, the message the Lord is leading me to, uh, to minister on and do you understand that right now in this world and I'm talking Christians now. I'm talking about Christians who would freak out by the things that are going to be happening. I'm not, and I'm not talking about the dark one. I'm not talking about the darkness. I'm not talking about the evil things happening. We know that's being turned up. It's crazy out there. I'm talking about miracles. I'm talking about signs and wonders. Do you know that when um, the demoniac... Had those, the, those, those uh, demons, what was the a legion? A thousand different demons were in this guy. And, and it said to Jesus, the, the, you know, go throw us into those pigs. And Jesus accommodated them, throw, them in, you know, throw the demons, cast them into the pigs. The pigs went and drowned themselves. And you know what the people came and did? They didn't come and rejoice over the one that was now free. They didn't come and get excited about the one who had been delivered. They said, we want you to go. Look what you did to our pigs. Look what you did to our pigs. And there's going to be many that see things happening, and they're going to say, "Uh uh-uh. Again, I'm talking Christians, so-called Christians. No, 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 no. We don't believe in that. Isn't that sad? I said, isn't that sad? Can I just make one statement here that I want everyone in here to catch? Do not allow religion and the traditions of man cause what you're believing for to be of no effect. See, religion and traditions, it literally hinders faith. Jesus even made that comment. He's the one that said that. So all I'm saying to you is this, stay in faith. Stay in faith. That's the way you please him. Amen. Glory to God. How many are expecting good things to be happening in our midst? God's been calling me up on this. When you're going to be some, seeing some things change around here. The point I'm trying to get at is this. We're going to be doers of the word in this place. And because we're doers of the word in this place, we're blessed. That's what the Bible says. Amen? Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Well, let's take up our tithes and our offerings. You need an offering envelope for your giving. Praise the Lord. Um, Make sure you stick with me today all the way to the end. Because some exciting news for you and uh, some things I want to share with you. And we're going to do something together as a church family. Amen. Um, Go with me in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, and I want to read a uh, scripture here. Probably a lot of you are familiar with it. I'm going to read it from the Amplified, and I want you to listen to this. You don't have the Amplified. Go. Go. Here it is. It says this in 2 Corinthians 8, verse 9. For you are becoming progressively acquainted with and recognizing more strongly and clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, his kindness, his gracious generosity, his undeserved favor and spiritual blessing, in that though he was so very rich, yet for your sakes he became so very poor. In order that by his poverty you might become enriched, notice, abundantly supplied. Abundantly supplied. Now, I've heard it said, that some ministers have said this, that's talking about when Jesus went from heaven into earth. Because, my goodness, what a demotion. Heaven to earth. But that's not what that's talking about. You may have heard me say this before. The Bible is very clear, and you can look it up in in Deuteronomy chapter 28. If you obey God and do what he tells you to do, the blessings of God overtake you. I said they overtake you. The Bible says that Jesus always, always pleased the Father. That means he was always living by faith and obeying God. So, for us to think that Jesus was poor when he walked the earth is to totally contradict what's written in the Bible. Are you listening? See, all you got to remind, all you got to think about is this. And I mean, this this might be something simple. Do you know that uh, um, Judas was the one who took care of the money for the disciples and for Jesus for his ministry? And he, what he did is he was skimming money off the top. He was. Stealing money from there. And they had so much coming in that the, they didn't even recognize it. They were so blessed that he, they didn't recognize that he was skimming money from the top. Stealing from the, that ministry. So the point I'm trying to get across is Jesus didn't become poor when he first came to the earth and lived upon the earth. It was when he became our substitute. When he took our place. When he was made sin with our sins and went to the cross and died there. Are you listening? And the point I'm trying to get to this morning, I know we're taking up our tithes and offerings, I want you to hear this. If Jesus went to that much of an ordeal for us, paid that kind of price for us, then why do we limit what he's made available for us to live in? Why do we hold back from wanting to take advantage of what Jesus has accomplished for us through his redemptive work? I want, with everything in me, to bring him glory. And the way I bring him glory is to live in and through what he's accomplished for me. To take full advantage of those things. Do you think God gets glory in sickness? People will say that. God doesn't get glory in sickness. God gets glory in healing. Think God gets glory in people living in poverty and lack and not having enough to get by? Or does God get glory on people are living abundantly? Amen. It is something that I am determined with everything that's in me to live in all the fullness of what Jesus did for me through his redemptive work. All of it. Now, am I there yet? No, but I'm on my way. And I'm going to keep pressing in. I am determined to live whole and healthy. I am determined to live rich and prosperous, blessed beyond measure. I am t- determined to live free. It, I, see, if you've ever been bound before, how many has ever been bound before, drugs, alcohol, whatever it is, And then all of a sudden you get free. Ooh, there's something, it does something to you. I said, it does something to you. It changes you. I'm a free man. I once was a sorry rascal. Now I'm a good man, and it's only because of Jesus. See what I'm saying? I, 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 I want my life to exude what he's done for me. I want to be a living billboard of his goodness in my life and and, and all that he's done for me through his redemptive work. Am I making sense this morning? And and, and if I want to live, if if his will for me is to, to live in a place that is abundantly supplied, does that sound like lack to you? It sounds like more than enough, doesn't it? It sounds like the land of more than enough, doesn't it? Hallelujah. Well, how do we do this? How do we get there? We've already been talking about that during this study. Be it it unto us according to our faith. We got to do it God's way. God's way is sowing and reaping, seed time and harvest, giving and receiving. Amen. We sow the seed. We expect to reap the harvest. Why do we reap the harvest? So we continue to sow more seed to be a greater blessing. You just wait to see what's going to happen at the end of the service today. And if that doesn't get you, oh my goodness gracious, I'm getting excited right now. I'm almost going to jump ahead. It is some good stuff, hallelujah, that God's been doing through this church. This church. And we're on our way, glory to God. Do you know that I cannot be moved by what I see? I can't be moved by how I feel. I'm called to live by faith. I'm going to go by what God has spoken to my heart, revealed to my heart. That's the way I'm going to live my life. That's the way I know I bring him glory and honor. And in where uh, the area of finances are concerned. Glory to God. We're on our way to places we've never been before. I'm telling you, you ought to be expecting things like that to happen in your life. You ought to be saying, God, I want to be the person who writes a check for $250,000 to celebration of Life church. Yeah. I know that for a lot of Ooh, hold on a second. How could I possibly do that? Well, you, you got to break out of that, first of all, that kind of thinking. You got to get over into thinking of, I trust you, Lord, to make a way. I said, I trust you, Lord, to make a way. Again, and I've said this over and over again, it's a journey. You start at point A and you move all the way to point Z. And and, and along the way, you can have some great, 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 great times. But there are gonna be some challenging times along the way. Because see, we have a we do have a very real enemy. And he wants us, he doesn't want you living blessed. He wants you living in the land of not enough. Or he might deal be okay with you living in the land of just enough. But he doesn't want you being blessed. He doesn't, he doesn't want you sowing into different ministries. He doesn't want you given to different ones in, in this church. Are you listening? God is good, and I'm going to bring him glory by being someone who always lives in that place he's made available for me to live in because of his redemptive work. Amen? Glory to God. Oh, I hope I've stirred you up because i got myself stirred up. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, before we do that real quick, um, there's a man, a young man back there who just turned nine years old on Tuesday, Mr. Casey. And we're going to sing real quick to him, all right? One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Casey. Happy birthday to you. And it was so funny because British back, I said, now how old did he turn? He turned nine. He's almost in double numbers now. I was like, wow, I'm closer to being in triple numbers now than it was single numbers. Anyway, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right, let's hold our offerings up and let's pray. Father, we thank you right now for this opportunity to obey you once again, to bring our tithes and our our offerings into this local storehouse. We believe that you have brought this church here for such a time as this. We believe, Father God, that our best days are before us as we continue to walk out your plan and purpose for our lives, for this church. We declare right now great increase to this place. Great increase to the families of this church, to my family, to myself. We believe it, Lord. We've sown the seed. We call in the harvest. We bind you, Satan, off of our finances in the name of Jesus. And Father God, we loose the ministering spirits now to go forth and cause that financial harvest to come back to us. We call it a done deal. We give you praise and glory for it because we're blessed to be a blessing. In Jesus' name, and everyone said Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Miss Britta is actually doing the class today. All right. Thank you, Jesus. So, kids, you may stand up. Emerson, are you going to class? Emmy, going to go to class? There goes, oh, you, you want to go with, I know she's going to want to go with Nisi Hold on, Niecy. <laughs> That's my girl. So the other day, it was last night, she was, uh, I came back out and Casey was still up there and was fixing to take her down and and she started, she was like crying, no, no, no. And then she went and grabbed the blanket that uh, Pastor Joan uses and I said, well, you don't need to take that in case you're saying the same thing. And she started, you know, oh, no, 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 I want this blanket." And I said, okay, you can take it down there. And she started to go down the stairwell, and I said, I love you. She said, I love you. I said, you can go ahead and take any blank you want down there now, girl. <laughs> anyway, praise the Lord. Glory to God. It's, it's cool when kids begin to communicate with you, and you can actually understand what they're saying. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like I'm having a big, long discourse with my granddaughter, but she'd say, "Immy, Emmy, Emmy. Emmy juice? (laughs) You know what that means, Ron? Okay. Cheese? Cheese? Yeah. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) Thanks, Ron. Made me start laughing. Praise you, Jesus. Well, let's pray and we'll get into the word. Father, we come before you now in Jesus' name. We thank you for the opportunity, the privilege to come. Hear the word of God. We believe, Father God, that we have hearts to hear and see what the word says to us. We expect, Lord God, to receive it from your spirit who lives in us as a teacher to us. We ask you to reveal it now, Lord. Reveal it to our hearts. Strengthen our hearts with your word. Renew our minds with your word so we are able to keep our flesh under. And Lord, by your grace, we'll be sure not just to be hearers of the word of God, but doers thereof. Because we're doers, we expect to be blessed as it's written in your word. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Now, we've been on a subject in here for, it's been, I think, a little over 10 weeks, on and off for 10 weeks, and it's, uh, the subject is El Shaddai the God who is more than enough. That is who our God is. He is El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. And we've seen that as his children, that's where he wants us to live, in a place called the land of more than enough. He wills for you and me to live in that place, to be so blessed that we're able to bless people around us and we're able to bless ministries that are all over this world preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, doing the works of Jesus. Amen. That is something that I want you to understand, too. You can't be a blessing unless you are first blessed. Do you understand that? And and I'm not just saying, you know, again, you can always go back to the, the little lady who gave a little tiny amount of money. But it was that lady that, and all these other big rich people came and threw in their bunch, you know, lots of money and everything. But it was that little woman who was the one that Jesus made note of. She's the one that got mentioned by Jesus. So it's not the amount, it's the heart. Did you hear what I just said? It's the heart behind it. And I'm going to just throw this in right now. I guess I could right there because I just sensed that I should. When the Lord leads you to do something and it seems like a whole lot more than you have the ability to do, how many know you need to do it? Why would that be? Because God's never setting you up for failure. God's always setting you up to be blessed. He's positioning you to receive greater blessings from him. So I, I've always said it this way now, and this is the way I'm going to live my life. If God speaks to my heart to do it, I'm going to do it. And I do it as quickly as possible. You want to know Why? Because right away, the enemy's going to come and start saying to my head, you can't do that. You can't afford to do that. You got all this to do, blah, blah, blah. You got this, 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 and all this other stuff to go on. Uh Uh-uh. If God speaks to my heart to do it, he set me up to be blessed. Can I just ask you a question? Do you think the devil devil will ever ask you to give a great amount of money to furthering the kingdom of God? Because sometimes people, they go back and forth. I wonder if that's the devil. I wonder if that's the devil who wants me to bless him with a thousand dollars. I wonder if that's the devil. The devil's saying don't give it anything or just give a little bit, a drop in the bucket. God is always setting us up if we'll simply obey him. Amen? How many want to live blessed? Blessed, 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 glory to God. But how many know we've also seen in order for us to get to that place, a place called the land of more than enough, it's going to take what? It's going to take our faith. Be it unto us according to our faith. And I remember when I was studying this and I had prepared this message and I'd come before you. And it was like the Lord spoke to my heart and said, Now, I want you to camp on that for a moment because I don't. The point he was trying to get across to me is sometimes we as pastors kind of move on past something, expecting everyone in that room to understand what I'm saying or what we're saying. And in this sense, it was a be it unto us according to our faith. Does everybody in this room know how to live by faith? And if you want to please God, how many know you want to live by faith? Amen. It is important to live by faith, guys. It's the only way we receive the promises of God, through faith and patience. We inherit the promises of God. Amen. I want a church full of people who understand how to live by faith. And so what I did is I went and I've been, for I don't know how many weeks now, we've been talking about faith. And I thought it was neat when, when Brother John got up and ministered right before Easter, what did you talk about? Faith. And so it, the Spirit of God is wanting us to catch this. And again, I go back to the fact that, you know, we just got through talking about faith in the blood of Jesus. We're now talking about faith to get us to the place called the land of more than enough and what the Lord is leading me to start ministering on next time, faith in the power of God. Faith in the power of God. Amen. So we got to be people who operate in real genuine Bible faith. What does that mean? The Bible talks about unfeigned faith and feigned faith. It's not a word we use a lot, is it? Feigned. Feigned means fake. Fake not real, not genuine? Is there a fake faith out there? Oh, big time, big time. See, when you're operating in a real, genuine Bible faith, that means your foundation is what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? And and when you're operating in a real, genuine Bible faith, You have these scriptures, you have these Bible verses down deep in your heart, rooted in your heart. How? By taking time to study the word, by confessing the word, by meditating in the word. How many of you meditate in the word? You need to learn to meditate in the Bible. Find scriptures to substantiate what you are believing God for and meditate in it. How many know, how many uh, stomachs does a cow have? Four stomachs. God bless cows, man. Wouldn't that be cool? Never mind. But what does a cow do? A cow will chew the cud and then swallow it. And then think to itself, I want to chew it a little bit more and bring it back up and chew the cud some more. That's what meditation is all about. You get the word down in you, and then the next day you wake up, man, I, I just need to meditate on it, And you bring it back up again. And you start to think about it. And you start to meditate in it. And you start to confess it all over again. You're supposed to be like a cow. Woo! You're dismissed. No. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, when you get the word in you and your foundation is solely on the word of God, then you are able to confidently say, I fully expect my God to do exactly what he said he would do here in this word. I release my faith right now for whatever it is, healing, deliverance, provision, protection. It doesn't matter what it is. And when you release your faith, you believe that you receive it into your life. And if you're operating in a real, genuine Bible faith, now get this, I said this over and over, but it needs it bears repeating, you'll get results every single time. Boy, does that fly in the face of religion. Religion tells you it can't be done. Religion will tell you sometimes God says yes, and sometimes God says no. Can I just throw this out right here for free? If it is a real faith, it's based upon the Bible, which is God's word. And thus, I know that that's God's will for my life. And if I ask in accordance with his word, which is his will then I know that he hears me. I'm confident of this. He hears me. And if I know he hears me, I know he has given me the things I've asked of him. Can I really, truly live my life that way? I want to get results. How about you? I want to get results every single time. How about you? Then you're going to have to do it God's way again we got to find out what the Bible says about faith then we need to implement that into our lives hallelujah now as I also mentioned during this study that a person operating in real genuine Bible faith will be full of peace and full of joy why because you know the moment you release your faith God takes over God makes himself responsible for the results ah <sighs> Ooh, peace. I can just rest in him. I got peace. I've released my faith. God, I know you're working on my behalf. Ooh, I feel, I'm feeling happy right now. Ha, ha, ha. Ooh, glory to God. When you do it God's way, when you release your faith and do it God's way, your gauges in your faith mobile, your gauges of peace and joy will be full. You're going to be a happy camper. Even if things seem to be getting worse, and many times they do get worse, are you listening? It is something that you stick with, you refuse to let go of, until the manifestation of that very thing manifests in this natural realm, until you do feel it, until you can see it, until you can pick it up, amen, amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Full of joy, full of peace as you travel through this life in your faith mobile. Now, go with me to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. I kind of touched on this uh, about three weeks ago. Very familiar scripture to many of you, but I want to focus in on the very first word of this Bible verse, now. Everybody say now. Now, faith is. Get this. Faith receives right now what God has promised you in His Word. Right now. Right now. I'm going to throw this out to you now because I think it bears uh, me saying this. I used to struggle with that a little bit. Now, faith is. Now, faith is. Because I know for a fact there have been many times when I've released my faith. And I didn't see any changes around me. I didn't feel any different. And I have learned over the years, and again, I mentioned this before, but it bears repeating. I came to understand that when we release our faith, we're dealing with two different realms and two different tenses. We're dealing with the spirit realm right now, and we're dealing with this natural realm in the future. Boy, that has helped me so much to grasp these things. In one of the ways, I know this might be simple, simple-minded, but that's okay. It's set, the Bible actually calls it the simplicity of the gospel. But I like to envision a table set before me in the spirit realm. And on that table is everything that Jesus accomplished for me through his redemptive work. There's healing on that table. There's there's uh, deliverance on that table. there's divine provision and blessings on that table and the way I grab onto that is with my faith and I do so the very moment I release my faith through my words, from my heart through uh, from my heart, through my mouth with my words and I grab onto that very thing that's in the spirit realm right then. it's mine right then. I sure hope I can, I sure hope I have that someday. That's not faith, that's hope. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith believes you receive it right now and you receive it right now in the spirit. Everybody with me? Boy, that, it just took my, my faith walk to a higher level when I got that revelation. Now, I also mentioned this a few weeks back. There is nowhere in the Bible that brings out and expounds on how long you have to wait until it manifests in this natural realm. The Bible clearly states, however, that it's with faith and patience that we inherit the promises of God. I heard one minister say this, and I believe it to be true. The moment your patience runs out, your faith runs out. Because that means you're going to give up. You haven't seen it. I'm going to let go of it. It's not going to be half me. If your faith is truly based upon the word of God, what the Bible says, it doesn't matter how long it takes. Do you understand how long I've been believing for our own church building? Since I got over to Bozeman, Belgrade area, since I moved over here from Missoula, I've been believing God for our own place. And do you think I'm going to back off of it now? Do you think I'm going to let go of it now? No way. I know for a fact God has a place for us. It's a glorious place. And I don't care how many people are in here right now. I mean, I'm thankful for you. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. But the point I'm trying to get across, what I've seen in my spirit is a church filled with people. And I'm talking a large church. And I, I, I in my heart, I've seen it. I've seen, I mean, I'm, I'm in the back of the church and the worship team's up there worshiping and this everybody's standing with the glory being poured out in that place with their hands lifted high, praising him, praising him. Well, see, I see me doing that. I, I, I see me standing on, on the stage, preaching from a stage with a church filled with people. I tell you, up to a thousand people. It's what God spoke into my heart. I remember when we were over in King Tool. Remember what that, the word of the Lord was? I had gone. At this point in time, we weren't even in the gym area. We're out on the green carpet. And I remember when we were out on the green carpet and I'd go into that, to the uh, gym was filled with boxes and pieces of furniture. I mean, literally, big gym, completely filled with boxes and furniture, all kinds of stuff in there. And I'm in there praying before one service and and, and the Lord spoke to my heart. I want you to count the boxes and pieces of furniture in this place. That is the number of people that will be a part of your church. And I guarantee, I started to try to count it. I, I literally started to try to count it. And it, I mean, <laughs> did I already count this row? <laughs> did I already count that one? And, and it was almost kind of like when, when, when God said to Abram, I want you to look up and count the stars. point I'm trying to get across is there was probably around a 1,000 pieces of, I mean, boxes and pieces of furniture in that place. I can't give you a legitimate number, but I guarantee you it was around there. So what am I supposed to do? Throw that away? That was just probably me thinking. Why would that thought rise up in uh, in me out of nowhere? It's God. God spoke that to my heart. And I'm telling you, it's coming to pass. The full manifestation of it's coming to pass. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a section roped off every service for all of you who came with me from the very beginning. Glory to God. (laughs) No. No. Praise the Lord. God is so good. Mm. Let me just add this again about patience because this is so important to understand about patience. You've got to take the time after you release your faith to remind, you should do this prior to releasing your faith, but during that time, between the time when you release your faith to there it is, you've got to learn to remind yourself of God's faithfulness. Exactly what you were talking about today. God's faithfulness. God's faithful. He's never let me down. He's always come through for me, and he's going to come through for me right now. The same God who did it back then is the same God who's going to do it today It's the same God that's going to do it tomorrow. Amen. I believe it. I said I believe it. And also you got to remind yourself, listen, sometimes you just got to learn to praise him. <laughs> this will help you so much, guys. This will help you so, so, so much. When the things seem to be getting worse, when it looks like the challenges are just overwhelming you, and it just looks like you're fixing to go under, but you've already released your faith, lift your voice and praise him. Lift your voice and shout. Glory to God. I said this the other day. What kind of shout would you let out? <laughs> if the answer you're believing God for was right there. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha <laughs> 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 I was ready for that one. <laughs> Last time I wasn't so ready. Seriously? Well then why why are you keeping silent? Why aren't you shouting? You know that they, they marched around the walls of Jericho seven times and didn't say a word. That's a miracle in itself. They marched around and they just dare say a word. They're not saying anything. But on the seventh time, around those walls, they lifted a shout, and the walls came down. Now I want you to get this. I don't know I'm going to get off on this, but I am. just going to show you how awesome my God is. Do not envision when you hear the walls coming down that they crumbled. You know how long it would have taken them to get over walls that big if they had crumbled down? It would have taken a long, long time. I firmly believe when they left to that shout, God himself reached down and just pushed the walls down. And they just walked right over. Woo! Point being is, it's time for some of you to start shouting. Instead of pouting, God just gave me that. It's true. Do we really believe God is God? Do you really believe that God can come through for you? You got to remind yourself of it. I got God's word on it, devil. I don't care if I, I. don't care if my body starts to feel worse. I don't care if the doctors are telling me I'm going under. I'm not basing my life upon. I thank you, doctor. Thank you for your words. you know, thank you. But when I leave there, I I mean, I am leaving that place and I'm saying, what does the word say? What does the Bible say? By his stripes, I was healed. I got the Holy Spirit. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in me. And the reason he's in there, one of the reasons he's in there is to quicken, bring life to my mortal body. It's what the Bible says. Glory to God. You've got to... Remind yourself of God's faithfulness. You know, need to learn, lift your voice and praise him. And you've got to keep the scriptures that you stepped out on before you. Amen. I've shared this with you before. It bears repeating right now. I want to make sure I get to where I need to get. But I remember when we were, we were believing God to come over here and we we're selling our house. And, and, and we came up with a number that the Lord put on our hearts. And we did some, you know, upkeep to the home. My little home and garden wife over here, we did some different things, cleaned it up, painted it up, all that good stuff. And, and we had a really good uh, realtor over there. And, 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 and he came to us and he said, ah, that's, that's like $10,000 too much. You know, he said, no, no, that's the amount we're believing for right there. That's the amount we're going to, you know, put it up for right there. The house across the street from us had been on, been on sale for a year, I believe it was, had not sold. We put ours on the market, and within one week, people were fighting over that house. We had a guy come and look at the house, him and his family. They came back on Sunday without anybody else, knocked on our door and said, we want this house. We're putting in a bid for the full amount. We want this place. We said, glory to God. Amen. Exactly what we had been believing God for. But we had, no. listen what we did. I said, about keeping the scriptures before you. Uh, we, we took a picture of the house, and we put on there all the scriptures we were, were using to release our faith for. And we kept it before us. I remember walking into my office over there. I'd slap that, pe- that picture with all those scriptures. And I'd say, you're sold in Jesus' name. Best price, and you're going to sell quickly. One week, ain't very. it's pretty quick, isn't it? Ah, and we had addendums on that. Because we, we, we sold it like in February, if I'm not mistaken. And we, we didn't leave out to August. And we let them know that. We're going to keep, stay here until that time. But again, we kept the scriptures before us. It's so important you learn to do this. Amen. It is with faith and patience faith and patience that we receive the promises of God. Go with me now to Mark 11. Mark 11, very familiar set of scriptures. Brother Hagen wrote these. Just kidding. Here is the account of when Jesus taught on the God kind of faith. If you have not caught anything else during this teaching on faith, I want you to catch this. This, to me, pretty much sums up what I just said about two realms, spirit realm, and here in this natural realm, and two tenses, present tense and past tense. Excuse me, future tense. Beginning in verse 12, now the next day, Mark 11:12. 12, now the next day when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry, Jesus was hungry, and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again, and his disciples heard it. So Jesus is hungry, and he sees this fig tree down the road. And on this fig tree are leaves. One of the things you need to understand about fig trees is that the fruit always comes before the leaves. Did you hear me? So in Jesus' mind, he sees the leaves, he goes, and he's probably thinking, there's figs there. I see the leaves. But when he gets up there, there wasn't any fruit. Basically, the tree was lying to him. But you never heard it said like that before, have you? (laughs) Ha ha ha. But notice this. What does Jesus do? The Bible says, in response. In response to what? In response to the fact that it didn't have any fruit on it, Jesus said, let no one eat fruit from you again, ever again, and his disciples heard it. I like how they bring that out. His disciples heard it. So here we have Jesus. He's speaking to the fig tree. His disciples hear the whole thing. First of all, let me ask you a simple question. You're welcome with Jesus, and, 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 you know, he's been revealing himself to you, and you, you're his disciple, and you get to listen to him, and he, you know, helps you to understand what the parables mean and all that good stuff. But this is probably, to the best of my knowledge, I don't see anywhere else in the Bible, where Jesus speaks to a tree. Do you know of people who speak to trees? Would it not kind of take you aback a little bit? Did he just say something to that tree? You know Peter said something, was whispering something to somebody. Anyway, plus, plus this is important, did the disciples see anything change when Jesus spoke to that tree. They heard what he said, but they didn't see anything change, did they? But how many know something was working on the inside? Now, notice what happened the very next day as they passed by this same fig tree. Mark 11, verse 20. Now, in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed Has withered away. So now Peter and the disciples, not only did they hear what Jesus said, but they're seeing the results of what Jesus said. Amen. The tree has withered away. But where did it all begin? The Bible tells us right here the fig tree dried up from the roots. It started where you couldn't see in the roots and worked its way out to what you could see the leaves <laughs> i want you to get this because this is exactly how faith works when we speak words of faith we may not see any changes on the outside out here in this natural realm in fact you usually won't but that doesn't mean there's not something happening on the inside on the inside who think of it this way the roots represent what happens in the realm of the spirit, come on now, the realm that we're unable to see with our natural eyes and the leaves, the last things to change represent the symptoms, how you feel, the pains, the aches, the fever, the throwing up, the coughing, the unpaid bills, whatever But even though you may not see any difference in this natural realm, even though you may not feel any better, in fact, you may feel worse, glory to God, just like the song goes, there's something on the inside working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Oh, glory to God, friends. It starts at the roots in our hearts and works its way out to the leaves right here in this natural realm. Ooh, glory to God where you can see it and feel it. You getting this? Ooh, that's, can I just throw this in right now? That's why when I, I pray for people, unless the Lord leads me to do it this way, I pray for people for be, to get healed. I usually don't ask them how they feel because it doesn't matter how they feel. Did you hear what I just said? Faith it has nothing to do with our feelings or what we see. Faith is based solely on the word of God. And faith begins in the heart, in the roots. It works its way out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So what does Jesus do after Peter says, look, that tree's withered away? He uses this occasion to teach them about the God kind of faith. Look in verse 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, of course the tree has withered away. For I am the son of God, and only I could have done this. Is that what the Bible says? No, he said to them, have faith in God. Or other translations say, have the faith of God. Well, who's the understands understood subject of that sentence? You, me. We're called to have the faith of God. Amen. Verse 23, for assuredly I say to you. What other translations say, truly I say to you. Or I tell you the truth. no. I've said this before, but boy, it bears repeating. Why would Jesus start a sentence with, truly I say to you, when Jesus cannot lie? He's never lied before. Because what he's preparing to say will go completely against what our human minds can grasp. So he's letting them know, hey, hey, this might not compute up here, but receive it in your heart. Because what I'm fixing to say is truth. And he says this, for surely I say to you, whoever... Does that include you and me? Yes, it does. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. So is it true that we can believe something in our hearts, not doubt, but believe, and then say it from our mouths and it will come to pass? Now I realize... (laughs) That sounds like a bunch of hocus-pocus to a lot of folks, and I'm talking Christians once again. But who's the one that's speaking here? Is this thus saith Pastor Dan, or does this thus saith the Lord? Is this Jesus talking here? Is it read in your Bible like it's in mine? It's Jesus. Who's the one that demonstrated it? Who's the one telling us we can do exactly what he did? Got quiet on that one, didn't it? Who said it? I want everybody to say it with it. Who said it? Jesus. Jesus made this declaration, amen? We're supposed to do what he did. He spoke to the tree, and it withered out from the roots, withered away from the roots, and that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing. When, we're, when we face things that aren't producing fruit in our lives, when we're facing things that seem impossible, huge mountains in our way, we're supposed to do it this way. There's nowhere in the Bible where Jesus says, ask me and I'll take care of that mountain for you. No, he told us to speak to our mountains. Oh, there's something happening. There's something happening in this room right now. I believe faith's starting to rise up in your hearts and there's some excitement starting to boil over. Who glory. In fact, go to Matthew chapter 21. Hold your place in Matthew, um, excuse me, Mark 11. We're going to come back. If you don't believe me that we're supposed to do what Jesus did, this is Matthew's account of what happened. Matthew 21, 21, and it says this. So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, there it is again. I'm telling you the truth. I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt. Now notice, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also, if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea, it will be done. You will not only do what I did to that fig tree. You can do what I just did. Am I reading something into that when I say that? Or is that exactly what Jesus said and is that exactly what Jesus meant? He's saying, truly, I'm saying this to you. Catch this. Catch it with your heart. Amen. Glory to God, this gets me excited. There's a bunch of yous in that verse. What I want you to say, see is that Jesus is telling us here that if we have faith and don't doubt in our hearts, we can do exactly what he did to the fig tree. Oh, come on, Pastor Dan. Come on. That can't possibly happen. I can't believe that. Do you really believe that? Oh, yes, I do. I'm going to tell you something right here. I don't care what other people say to me. I will always take the words of my master over what they say. I choose to believe what Jesus said. I said I choose to believe the words that Jesus said. If he said I can do it, I expect to do it. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh. thank you, Jesus. I know a, a whole lot of folks might not like that. In fact, I know a lot of people won't believe, they don't believe that. But again, I will take my Lord and Savior's word over their word any day. I said any day. I live by faith, not by sight. Amen. Finally, look at uh, Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Do you expect miracles to happen in your life? Woo! How many of us are speaking to our mountain? God has given us this authority, friends. Oh, glory to God. Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Therefore, I say to you, this is Jesus speaking again, whatever things when you pray, what would that cover? Anything, as long as it lines up with the Bible. Whatever things when you pray, believe that you receive them. Now, when do you believe that you receive them? When things look different? When things feel different? When you're able to feel something? No. You believe that you receive when you pray. When you pray, you believe that you receive it right now. Where? In the spirit realm. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and notice you will have them. Where's that at? What, What realm we're talking about now? This natural realm and notice future tense. Exactly what I just said. Oh, thank you, Lord. This is so powerful. Every, eventually, you will have what you believed, you received immediately in the spirit realm here in this natural realm. Glory to God. I mean, can you see that? The two realms, the spirit and the natural, the two tenses, present and future. Now, in conclusion, based upon everything we've seen and studied, isn't it safe to say, please hear me now, I want you to hear this. Isn't it safe to say that the only limitation to receiving anything from God is not based upon what he's capable of doing? For all things are possible with God. No, friends, the only limitation, are you listening? The only limitation to what we receive from God is based upon what we receive. All things are possible to those who believe. All things. In other words, no more small thinking. No more limited dreaming. It's time for us to start thinking big. It's time for us to start dreaming big. God's wanting to do a quick work in the earth today. I'm firmly convinced of it. He's needing us to step up to the plate and say, God, If you said it, that settles it. I choose to believe it. I got your word on it. You're faithful. to Look over that word to perform it in my life. You're faithful. You make yourself responsible for the results. I expect to receive all that Jesus Christ, your son, has made available for me through his redemptive work. And I do that with my faith all things all things are possible to those who believe friends if you want to get to the place called the if you want to arrive at the place called the land of more than enough and if you want to live at that place that the land of more than enough it's going to be according to your faith let it be according to your faith hopefully you've seen that in this study we looked at scriptures in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, that substantiate that fact. God wants us blessed in this church. He wants us blessed to be a blessing. So what I want to do right now, just take a few minutes, is I want to come together as a church, and I want to release our faith for the finances of this church on a monthly basis, and then I want to release our faith for a new church building. We're going to come together and we're going to do this as a church family. So I thought I would do this to make it a little bit more encouraging to you because it so did make me happy. Approximately, we have approximately right now $13,000 going out every month and some months more than that. That includes rent, payroll, uh, or bills, insurance, so forth. I'm going to release our faith for, and I want you to be in agreement with this. If you can't, keep quiet. I want to release our faith for a minimum of $20,000 a month. That's $7,000 over what we are currently paying. I want to release our faith for $20,000 a month. Can we believe God for that? And as I said before, we're going to believe God for our building. Now, if he did it God's way, that means we had to uh, uh, put into motion the law of seed time and harvest. In other words, we have to practice what we preach. So I thought I'd put come together with you, and I want to share with you from 2021, which was just last year, all the way up to the current time. In 2021, this is the amount of money this church gave, sowed, into ministries, into people's lives. This ministry sowed $41,311.75. I don't know if you heard me. That was forty-one thousand dollars 75 cents. When I saw that, when I added that up, I got happy. I was the only one in my house, and I was having a happy time. Woo, glory to God, we gave $41,311. Woo! And then, so far this year, up through, what is today, the 24th? April 24th, this church has given (laughs) $14,392.25. You add those two together with my quick calculator, it comes to a total of $55,704. Oh my goodness! The spirit of God just hit me. Ooh. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh. You might have to take over for me. Whoo! Fifty-five thousand dollars, over fifty, almost fifty-six thousand dollars that we've sown. Do we practice what we preach in here? Are we sowers? Is the is the law? Of seed time and harvest, once you put it into motion, is there anything that's going to stop that law from doing what it's supposed to do? Are you, there's p- things that it can hinder it, but there's nothing that can stop it. You need to understand that. If we've sown $55,000, excuse me, yeah, almost $56,000, the Bible says we can believe for 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100-fold. Some people have asked me before, how do you how do you know which one it is? Be it unto you according to your faith. Let's just say for, for me, I like to go through and I like to figure out. Let's just, I got my calculator. Because I know Ron's over there, he's already trying to figure everything out, but I got my calculator, Ron. Stick with me, bro. So we, we'll just say 56,000. Times, let's start with 30 fold. That's 30 times. That's one point. $1,680,000. That's 30-fold. I'm going to tell you something. My faith's greater than that. I've seen I've, I, I've seen God come through greater than that. So let's just go up $56,000 times 60-fold. Whoa! That's 3 million. 3.36 million. How many know that's a good amount? That's a good harvest. But I, I'm going to let you know where your pastor is right now, where my faith is, be unto to me according to my faith, I'm at a hundredfold. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 56,000 times, oh, excuse me, no, plus, no, 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 not plus, times 100, 5.6 million dollars. Hallelujah. i gonna tell you a little secret here. If that harvest came in right now, we'd be able to go out there and get started with a brand new building. It would be a glorious place. I want to... We are not going to have a broken-down church. We're not going to have a building that is just nasty when you go into it. And, and, and you might think, I'm, 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 "Why are you saying that?" Because I've been in churches like that. I'm like thinking to myself, "Do you not know about paint? Do you not know how to get out and weed whack, mow your lawn?" I'm not trying to be rude, but we're. Do- we're doing it for Jesus. We're, do- we're-, we're doing it for the King of Kings. We're going to have a glorious place, a glorious church. I want to release our faith now. I'm believing God for $20,000 a month to come in. And you might look around and you say, well, how the how- world is it going to happen? You know what? Let me tell you a little secret here. If you get on- hooked onto this and you start believing with me, you know God's going to bless you. God's going to bless you. Because why? Because you're going to be sowing. And as you keep sowing, God's going to keep blessing you. And you're going to find more and more blessings coming your way. And you're going to keep sowing, and more blessings are going to come your way. And pretty soon, you're going to find yourself giving more than you've ever given before in your life. And it's going to get so much more fun to you. And pretty soon, glory to God, you're going to come in and say, Hey, my, hey Pastor Dan, I'm sorry, how much was it that you said we still needed? What was that? 1.6 more million? We've already got 4 million to come in. I got a check here for $1,600,000. Oh, man. See, you know what I've envisioned myself doing? I've envisioned myself going to different churches or different ministries that have blessed my life. I've received from. I I see myself going to Canaan land, walking in there on one of their church services. They actually have church on their campus now. Walking in there and just walking up and interrupting. Sandra Gober. Mac Gobers wife, Max in heaven, walking up and say, "Hey, I got something for you," and handing her a check for a million dollars. <sighs> Am I the only one who gets kind of just kind of just, just does something to you when you say that? I see myself walking into Rhema, winter Bible seminar or camp meeting, saying, "Hey, got a check here for one million dollars." Oh, thank you, Lord. It, 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 Mm, Thank you, Lord. I see myself doing it to Keith Moore's ministry. I've received so much from his ministry. I see myself doing that to to supporting Missoula Bible Church and all they've done for us over the years. Other churches that we're we're hooked up with. Amen. Mark Hankins' ministry. I'm looking forward to writing big checks. I expect so much coming into us that we just got to give it away. Again, people don't comprehend that. But go back and read about David and his mighty men about it when they were building the temple. They brought in so much they had to literally tell them, "Stop! We don't have any more room." Now, Pastor Dan, that's King David, and you know that was for them. And who are you? King David was not a child of God. I am. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. That's all I remember, so that's all I'm going <laughs> to sing. <laughs> Glory to God! Are you ready to release your faith? Yes. So this is what I did too. I wrote down some scriptures. And for time's sake, I'm going to give some of these out, and I want you to read it out loud before we step out. Uh, my wife, if you don't mind re- uh, looking up Matthew 18:19 from the Amplified. Um Mark, do you have the Amplified? Anybody? Who has their phone or has an Amplified? You do? Okay, Riley, you read uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 10. All these are going to be from the Amplified. Uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 10 from the Amplified. Uh, uh, melody, Galatians 6, 7 from the Amplified. And then Philippians four nineteen from the Amplified. Who ha- else has an Amplified? You have it? Okay, cool. Philippians four 19. We're going to read these scriptures, and this is what we're going to step out on, Okay. Okay, my wife. Again, I say to you that if two believers on earth agree, that is, are in one mind in harmony about anything that they ask, within the will of God, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Did you hear that? That, that, that coming together, it, it literally means like a symphony. We're all in one accord. We're flowing together. It sounds good. Amen. How many are in agreement with me? Amen. Seriously, I want, I want you in agreement. And again, if you don't sense that you will are, that's okay. I'm, I'm not trying to be rude or mean or anything. Just don't say anything. I don't want you to try to come against what we're believing God for. You understand how I'm saying that? But you're hearing what the Bible says here, right? All right, uh, next up, who had the next scriptures? You, go ahead. $56,000 we sold. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Sa- Just saying. Sayin'. Thank you, Lord. Thank God always for all of the need everything Come on. us all so these in ministers, the forest, churches people amen have we been doing that are you starting to get a little stirred up now see this is faith bubbling up <laughs> we're starting to bubble up bubble up bubble up all right who's got the next one Galatians 6-7 amplify Come on. Oh, could you read that last part again? For whatever a man sows, that, and that only, is what he's going to reap. $56,000. Okay. Um, who's got Philippians 419? Go ahead, my friend. Ooh, according to his riches and glory, I tell you, God ain't lacking for anything. His streets are pure gold. I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. $56,000 we have sown. $56,000 we have sown. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. Praise the Lord. Someone just gave some more money. $1.8 million. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, $1,000 just given Hallelujah. for our church building. Ha, ha, ha. Lordy God. Praise the Lord. Okay. We're going to step out in faith right now. Oh, I do got one more thing. Yeah. Church building. I just want to read through these quickly because I want, I, we do this by faith. Not just throwing up a prayer. 2 Samuel 7, 10 through 11 says, Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people, celebration of life, church, and I will plant them that they may dwell in a place of their own and move no more. Also, the Lord tells you he will make you a house. Glory to God. Uh, Deuteronomy 8:1. go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. Genesis 13, 17, arise, walk of the land through its length and its width, for I will give it to you. Ezekiel 15, 17, you will bring us in and plant us. Amos 9, 15, and I will plant them in their land, and no longer shall we be pulled up from the land I have given them, says the Lord our God. Psalm 44:3, for we did not gain possession of the land by our own sword, nor did our own arm save us, but it was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your countenance because you favored us. Uh, Proverbs 8:35, for whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. We already read uh, Philippians 4:19. Do you think God has a place for us? <sighs> you ready? ready to come together in agreement. Now, I want to say this. We do this. We it don't, I, again, I can't tell you exactly when it's going to happen, but it's with faith and patience that we inherit the promises of God. We're going to keep standing no matter what. I'm going to, uh, What I want you to do, my wife, if you don't mind, is I want you to come up with something. I don't care what it is and what it looks like, but I want it to have on there what we're believing God for, the scriptures that we're standing on, just like what we did with our car and what we did with our house. I want this to have, I want, I'm going to, I'm going to make a copy for you, and I want you to slap it every morning, pay for $20,000 coming in every month, and we're going to do this. Next year, at this time, around this time, we'll do the same thing, and we're going to keep, we'll keep on increasing, because God, God's the God of increase, amen, hallelujah, I want to do more for him, I want to be more blessed, and I know the way I get more blessed is to be a bigger blessing, amen, are y'all ready? Do you see what the Bible says? Do you see that we practice what we're preaching? We've sown the seed. Fifty-six thousand dollars. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now in Jesus' name. We believe in the name of Jesus Christ. You've called us to live by faith in accordance with your word. Lord God, we have by our faith stepped out and sown much seed. You see that? You know that? I am thanking you for it, dear God. We're always providing the seed for us to sow. You multiply the seed that we sow. And we believe right now for a hundredfold increase on that right now, right now in Jesus' name. We loose. We loose our faith. We believe it. We receive it. We believe it. Great increase to this church, to these people of this church. Hallelujah. We expect it, Father God. We believe for $20,000 coming in on a monthly basis to this church. a minimum of $20,000. We're in agreement. We're in agreement about it, Lord. You know that's true. So I am expecting for my Father in Heaven to do it for us. Glory to God. And I don't care how it happens. We just know it's coming in. In Jesus' name. And Lord God, we release our faith together in one accord for our own church building. We've been saying it for years. We lay claim to it now. It's a beautiful place. A glorious place with a beautiful stage, big sanctuary, wonderful children's wing, youth wing. Yes, places for rooms for people to meet in, have groups, small groups and such. Yes, a kitchen, glory to God, where we can cook up some good food together. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We expect it now. We expect it now, and we give you praise for it even though we may not see it in this natural room we're not moved by that we live by faith we take you at your word glory to God so we speak to that mountain of debt and tell you to go in Jesus name leave in Jesus name we expect this to happen now father in the name of Jesus in the name above all names glory to God in the name of Jesus we come into agreement we praise you for it now and if you truly believe that, I want you to shout amen. 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 Hallelujah. Woo. Woo. Glory to God. That's what church needs to do. Come together and do these kinds of things. Amen. Hallelujah. Am I excited? Are you excited? I tell you, I, this stuff gets me pumped up. You know why? Because we're doing it God's way. And he's always been faithful to me. He's always come through for me. How about you? So let's remind ourselves of his faithfulness. Let's let's lift our voice and praise him. If it it takes another 15 years, I'm not believing for that, Lord. (laughs) But if it does, I don't care. I'm not letting go of this. I'm not letting go of this. God's got it. And it's ours now. Jesus has made a way. I receive it with my faith. Hallelujah. Are you excited as I am? Father, we come before you now just to praise you once again, to thank you once again for the love you have for us, for choosing us all to be a part of your family. We are children of the most high God. Hallelujah. New creations in Christ Jesus. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. We are in blood covenant with you, almighty God. Yes, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. We do apply the blood of Jesus to those prayers, to releasing our faith. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. My prayer for these people is they all can grasp and understand now what it means to live by faith. And they'll step out in faith in accordance with your word once again. And they'll see results in their lives. Glory to God. And we're going to hear great testimonies for your glory, for your honor. We thank you for it now. In the mighty name of Jesus. And once again, if you agree with that, shout amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Love you guys much. Look forward to seeing you on Wednesday night. Please come out for the Bible study. We're uh, teaching on uh, Dutch Sheets' book on, uh, what is it called again? The, The pleasure of his company. Amen.